cable TV is experiencing difficulties, please do not panic. Resist the temptation to read or talk to loved ones. Do not attempt sexual relations, as years of TV radiation have left your genitals withered and useless. That's right. You're listening to us because you've lost the use of your testicles and or female version of testicles. They're no good. TV doesn't work. So you're listening to us. It's Nick Konorowski with the pride of Wilmington, Delaware, Mr. Shane Lynch. Boy, that's not right. And yes, it is I. Welcome to Simpsons episode by episode, episode two, Bart the Genius. Yes, Bart the Genius, the second episode of season one, airing on January 14th, 1990, making it the first episode of the 90s uh, for The Simpsons. And coming off of the Christmas special, which, as we discussed in episode one, it wasn't supposed to be the first, but yada, yada, yada. Yes, of course, it was episode number one. Uh, Immediate success right off the bat. Millions upon millions of homes tuning in to watch The Simpsons. This episode ended up drawing millions and millions of viewers as well. Number two rated show on Fox that week behind Only Married with Children. So it's a pretty big accomplishment uh, right off the top. Very popular. It didn't have to go through any cult following or anything like that. So we get right in to episode two. And as we did in episode one, and as we will continue to do episode by episode, hence the name, we're going to give our scores based on our nostalgic feelings of this particular episode and watch it through, talk about it as we go through and give our score at the end. See if uh, nostalgia was too heavy and maybe we liked it a little bit more, or maybe we actually didn't give it enough credit right off the bat. So Shaner, right off the bat, what do you recall about Bart the Genius? Uh, so it's been a while since I've seen this one. Uh, it's not really an episode I go back to. So I remember bits and pieces of it. Uh, so I'm going in with a six out of 10. Yeah. Not too memorable for me. Uh, from what I remember, uh, I like the premise. Uh, I like the plot, but I don't remember there being, well, there's really nothing memorable about it from what I can remember. So, uh, no, like one liners or anything like that. So I'm going to go with a six out of 10. Yeah. Okay, so you're giving it general, generally favorable. Is that just kind of based on the the overall storyline of of what is going to happen with Bart being mistaken as a smart person? Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy the plot. I'm sure I'll still enjoy the episode, but it's just there's not like a quote I can pull or a moment that like you know I can look back fondly upon kind of deal. Um, it just seems to be like a filler episode. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat, but my score is going to be much lower. And when I was a kid, especially growing up, uh, I despised this episode for two reasons. The first meaning uh, that usually when it would uh, a, t- a TV station would restart its cycle of this syndicated Simpsons episodes, they didn't usually start in the Christmas and it started here. And after ending on usually with season 10 or 11 by that point and having some really strong episodes to come back, to this one, it was like, oh, okay, and now we, you know, we got to start from kind of, kind of scratch again, if you will. And the second being, um, this one kind of reminds me of something that I had to go through when I was a kid. So in second grade, I had to, uh, my parents in the school wanted me to take those tests to see if you're like a smart kid. And uh, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then I found out two things about it. The first, that I would have to move school. So second, that I'd have to do it during recess and my oh, eight-year-old lovely. yeah you, you, Make you love me. it you're taking a, uh, 
uh, recess away from a seven or eight year old, however I would have been at the time. So I purposely did poorly on the tests. I remember like the multiple choice. I just literally just circled stuff and, and whatnot so I could try to get out uh, for recess. And then on the, I think it was like the second or last one that I did, one of the teachers who's overseeing it was like, are you even like trying on this? You just did that in a couple minutes. It didn't seem like you actually, and I actually said it, and I was like, no, I just really want to go for recess. And then my parents were kind of like, uh, whatever. Okay, fine. If he's not going to try, then he doesn't want to move schools. So that's his thing. So I kind of relate that to this episode. Uh, so based off of that, I'm going in really low with this episode. Two All right. point, 2.5, two, Shane. 2.5. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, just quickly, backstory. We have a little bit in common, but instead of you having to fake not being a genius, I had to prove that I wasn't an idiot. No way. <laughs> I, it's true. I what had to do you, a bunch of tests. Like uh, the same, was, same yeah. things, like IQ tests? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's just I had no interest in school, like from an early, like early grade school. And that's why you left school at age 11. Ah, uh, yes, and became the genius. No, um, yeah, I started, started to take school more seriously. Um, but yeah, I also had to do it during recess. So we lost recess based on yeah. silly, silly testing. And look at that. We took two different types of things, and here we are doing the exact same thing, talking about Simpsons 20-some-odd years later. Simpsons brings all together. It really yes. does. All right, we getting on with episode two? Yeah, let's uh, give it a play. Let's do it. So here we go. We get the uh, the Simpsons intro, the first kind of real one, because the Christmas episode didn't really have it. It just kind of had the the text with the snow falling quickly in the background. Yeah. Yeah. So we get our. What do we get here, Shane? Right a couple of seconds into the episode, we get our Ooh, first chalk gag. Chalk gag. I will not waste chalk. Ha ha. Coming in mild. Yeah. I've never really been a fan of the chalk gags. So I'm not gonna lie. I know there are some uh. people who are like really into it. Yeah, nothing nothing really stands out for me. Oh, as a kid though, it was such a pain like you couldn't like pause like whatever it says on like Maggie when she goes through the cash register like yeah. I remember yeah. trying to like read that every episode. That was just one of those like easter eggs. Yeah, and as we find out later in the show, a joke on a joke when Troy McClure says when Maggie goes through it says NRA forever. Of course it doesn't actually say that, but I remember as a kid being like, really, does it actually say that? Mm -hmm. And trying to hit the, the freeze frame at the right time. You couldn't do that in the 90s, even if no. you had the uh, like VHS tapes or anything like that of, of taped episodes, which I did. Yeah, and it'd be all fuzzy when you pause a VHS. Like, it would never be crystal clear. Yeah, exactly. So this is episode two. I'm not sure where it was supposed to be in the original cycle. The couch gig. Yeah, Bart flying up in the air, he gets he gets smushed and he off falls, and then lands in front of the TV. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the rare times where something disrupts the the couch gag after. There's Maggie doing E equals MC squared with her blocks, kind of foreshadowing that Maggie is actually the genius of the family. Yeah, something that they really don't touch on for a couple of more seasons. I hate Scrabble so much. I was gonna say I don't like Scrabble. My mother loves Scrabble. One of my first dates with my wife. I think it was the third date. We second date. We went to a board game cafe and played a, a Scrabble type game, and I just got absolutely clobbered. Absolutely clobbered because I'm just terrible at uh, at Scrabble. I I can't put words together. See right there. I was an idiot even from a kid. Yeah. Couldn't play Scrabble. Why couldn't my parents just see that and not let me take those tests? 
Can't take Scrabble. I'm not a genius. Or play Scrabble. I'm not a genius. If I can get all the S's just to make everything plural. <laughs> yeah. This is kind of the first. It's a very bad banana. It's very brown. Yeah, Homer's eating. Yeah, but the inside of it wasn't for Homer. Bart plays Quidgy Bow, which uh, is a uh, commonly nonsense word, I think, among a lot of Simpsons fans. They probably used it at least once or twice in their life to define something. Like, they obviously were doing it as a joke. He did look like an ape there holding his banana. Oh, yeah, it was, that was good animation. That was, that was, uh, did a good job capitalizing on that joke there. You there. No chewing gum on cool brows. In the trash can with me. The sky looks really weird in, uh, these early episodes. It's like, it's yeah, it's like they're in a dreamland. Yeah. I'm pretty sure people have this graffiti tattooed on their body. The Skinner saying, I'm a wiener. Bart, yeah. Bart spray painting it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Whoever did this is in very deep trouble. And a sloppy speller, too. The preferred spelling of wiener is W-I-E-N-E-R. Yeah, Milhouse's hair is slightly darker here, and then... Good point. Boys, let's see your hands. Lewis also has, like, blue-gray hair. Okay. Literally red-handed. You might say you caught him red-handed. Simpson, you and I are going to have a little talk. Same time, same place. Yes. In my office after school. Did you ever have to go to the office? Oh, all the time. I was, uh, I always got in trouble for talking too much. I was always, <laughs> always a pain. Ever one time, though, probably the worst time, or the stupidest time we ever, and I say weeks, it was a large group of us got sent to the office was, uh, for going across the street during lunch recess to buy gum. Because we weren't supposed to leave the school. It was literally across the street, and we all got in trouble. My, they called my mom to say, her son left school property. And my mom was like, that's ridiculous. You're not giving him detention for going to buy some gum. Man, the backgrounds. I can't stop looking at the backgrounds. The background is very off-putting. It's so distracting. Yeah. It, and it, the colors are so... Everything is so whitewashed, whether it's indoors or outdoors, that you're right. It looks like it's in a dream world, slash they just ran out of yeah color this is also uh, the first appearance of miss cravapple too yeah first dream sequence too and bart's trying to answer one of those stupid questions yeah. like if train a leaves here and train b who cares yeah so we did this in grade school i think what every two grades was it the, t the math okay. testing? Math yeah. testing? Uh, three. Every three grades. Yeah, three yeah. yeah. See, I was actually good with numbers, and that's why they wanted me to uh, to do those tests. And uh, I'm still pretty... You know me. I'm weird with numbers and stats and dates and stuff like that. I specifically got into TV because there is almost no numbers, unless you're in the truck doing AD. <laughs> This dream sequence is actually really cool, though. It's actually quite well done. That still held up. Yeah. That actually looked... the rest of the episode looks kind of like a dream sequence, so. <laughs> With the funny bit, backgrounds. Yeah. No teacher nowadays, and this is 1990, it's not that long ago, but no teacher's going to let their kid 
in their classroom, just leave the classroom like Martin has done after his test to go outside and read under a tree. Right. Unless he really is that much of a... They're, they trust him so much, I guess. Yeah, he's such a teacher's pet. I noticed too, so Bart... Um, he They, they kind of make a bit of an animation error and Bart switches the test with Martin. So he takes Martin's, put his name on it. But he gives yeah. two two pages back to Mrs. Krabappel, his own test and Martin's. But they come back to Bart, and he has Martin's now somehow, and changes the name to to Bart's. So it's right a bit of an animation there. Skinner's office will look much different in later seasons too. Ooh, $75. $75 in spray paint damage. Faces are really weird. Heads. Remember last episode I said uh, yeah, the head was too big? Everyone's head is still... Like, it's the proportions are for sure. so off-putting. Hey, season one. That's true. And uh, nice little nice little visual gag, too, with Skinner having an entire file cabinet section dedicated to notes about Bart. Pathetic excuse notes that are obviously childish forgeries when compared and then Homer and Bard the same <laughs> horrible six-year-old writing. That is yeah. quite good gag. Well, at any rate, it is my uh, that's really good. Kind of showing both of them are morons a bit. We get the first appearance of a psychiatrist, Dr. J. Lauren Pryor, who is very rarely seen in the show. Yeah, you think... Yeah, you would think Springfield would need lots of psychiatrists. Even if they only have one, he'd be around a lot, that's for sure. But uh, Yeah, you think he'd make quite a bit of money. Yeah, he also sounds pretty, but 95% on, dead on Mr. Burns for his voice. It would, it would change oh, now I can't, I can't stop hearing that now. Yeah, he sounds just like Mr. Burns. I like that he's using the... Uh, uh, that brain measuring thing, right. you know, they put around people's heads for the old phrenology, which is like quackery from 150 years ago. It's really an interesting kind of storyline, too, because, uh, like you said, um, you know, you weren't at Bart's level of, of bad grades or anything like that no. through elementary school, but you were just disinterested and, like, kids... Oh, I hated people school. In, yeah. yeah, they learn in different ways. You got to find, you know, ways to get them on things, right? So the fact that, you know, they, they talk about Bart being bored in school and not being challenged, even though he's not a genius, it's still true. And it's so true for so many kids in school in general. Yeah, some teachers are fantastic and they can teach boring things really well. Or at least take the time to, to spend with... Uh, you know, yeah, one-on-one -on -one is definitely possible. the smaller the classroom, the better of an education you're going to get for sure. Where, who's the who's the worst teacher you ever had? Uh, Sewer, sewer them out, right here because you know they're shout, listening. Shout out to uh, Lemonface. Um, <laughs> that was their, that was their name, Lemonface. No, that's the uh, oh, what was their name? Uh, last name was Kiss something something Kiss. Um, this was like my second grade teacher. We did not see eye to eye. Uh, grade 10 math for me, Miss Verhoog. Miss Verhoog, I know you're listening. Uh, I it was We were at war with each other halfway through this semester after she wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. 
when it was either I go to the bathroom, I'm going to poo myself, and I just sure. le- I just left the classroom. I tried to come back. She had locked the door, wouldn't let me back in. So I went down to the office and made That's them open some, the door. That's uh, some overuse of power. Is your favorite grade school teacher? Mine would be Miss Skinner. Shout out to Miss Skinner. Thanks for the donuts. You see, and you know what? You know what's actually really, really crazy, and a lot of people don't believe me, especially Simpsons fans, when I tell them this. In ninth grade, he left after. My principal's name was literally Principal Skinner. Oh, that's great. It was meant to be. Yeah, it, it wasn't Seymour, unfortunately. I think his name was Ian, Ian Skinner. But still, we literally had a Principal Skinner. And he was a hell of a nice guy. He, was, uh, he wasn't a Vietnam traumatized war vet, but uh, he was a good dude. Good dude. Oh, that was the first sign of a father-son affection. Homer gave uh, Bart a kiss on the cheek or on the forehead. That's right. Homer and uh, trying to actually give some real solid advice to Bart. Be a parent. A, a good dad. <laughs> yeah. And then we get Ms. Milan, Bart's teacher, who sounds exactly like Mrs. Krabappel. So they must have mm. just said to Marsha Wallace, ah, you know, just, just talk. You know. Now this art in the background, you think Bart would take to the art. No, because he's always been doing graffiti. You think he? Yeah, he'd, he'd take to something. Um, Radioactive. In the yeah. fact that yeah, he's able to do anything, and it's kind of interesting that the, the teacher takes away Bart's comic book that he finds on the shelf because, you know, maybe he could write, challenge him to write a thesis on, uh, you know, the origins of Radioactive Man or something like that. Yeah, a subject that he's interested in. Yeah. Does it imply that this school is expensive, or is he here for free? Uh, it has to be free, like on a scholarship-type basis, because there's no way, even this early, it's already been established that the Simpsons don't have much money. I like the purple hamsters. Uh, yes, very color-accurate. But they were having so much trouble in Korea with like getting the right colors. Yes. Yes, indeed. So much issue. And and the look of the overall animation. This is it? pretty much... Yeah. Yeah. The first two seasons have a very distinct look that any person who's ever watched 10 seconds of Simpsons' first two seasons knows exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Very fuzzy. Things just not colored in correctly. Do you think you would have enjoyed a school like this? The part was that where you kind of had the freedom to, say, debate or, you know, make art uh read a lot um, like would you have enjoyed this i don't think so no well it seems the smartest child in the class is also the quietest bart what other paradoxes affect our lives well you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't well i guess that would I love that line from Bart. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I actually use that quite a lot. That, when it comes to just uh, kind of two things as a toss-up, I say that a lot to my wife, or I say Homer's line in later season, blue M&Ms, red M&Ms. They all wind up the same color in the end. I've never noticed that gag. That's something I, I wouldn't have noticed as a kid. The kid has an Anatoly Karpov uh, lunchbox who is a Russian chess champion. That's something I would have never ever picked up on as a kid not a bad gag he's getting bullied by geniuses bullied by the nerds yeah bart's never really fit in he's never been a nerd he's never been a jock 
He's never been a bully. Like, he's not in Nelson's crew full-time or anything like that. And that Krusty the Clown photo in the background is nightmare fuel. Yeah, that's not very much better drawn than the uh, the Krusty in the 138th anniversary spectacular. Um, I think it's the first time we see Krusty, but we don't have any introduction to who he is. I don't know if at this point the storyline that Homer was Krusty was still in play. So maybe that was just a slight foreshadow. And of course, season one episodes are still a little bit jumbled with how they were originally supposed to be played out. I'm, I'm glad they went, you know, two separate characters. More stories that way. Yeah, yeah. Because if had they done that, Krusty would have been pretty well killed in one episode, right? Because it just wouldn't make sense. Yeah, that. Krusty wouldn't have been Jewish or wouldn't have had all those great stories. Simpsons going to the opera. Uh, for those Karma. keeping track at home, we're 15 minutes and 17 seconds in. 15, 17, and they're watching the play Carmen. You ever seen Carmen? No, I haven't. I've actually never been to an opera. I'd like to go at least once. Would you actually? You'd go to an opera? Oh, yeah, I'd go once. What, What? Uh, just to say that you've been to an opera, like one of those things? Yeah, it's one of those things. Can't knock it till you try it. That's true, I guess. Maybe I'd enjoy it. I've never been, so... You know, I didn't think I'd like to go to plays, and I've been going to a few uh, over the last year. I recommend Cirque du Soleil. Ah, see, I'm not a big fan of Cirque du Soleil. I'm, I, I like the, uh, uh, I like it when there's more of a story. I did see one that was made by the people of Cirque du Soleil when I was in Mexico not too long ago, and that was kind of cool. A lot of people tend to cry apparently when they listen to opera, like live. Because it just moves them so much? I guess, yeah. Oh, man, the head proportion is really a weird one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. It's a little distracting. Maggie Backgrounds, looks fine, though. Yeah, Maggie's okay. Everyone else is just kind of um, bored. I, I do like the, the, the visual here that the Simpsons are uh, in a... They're in their kind of own box watching yeah. this thing. They're kind of away from the, the people who really like it, who are at the front, being Martin and his dad. Like, they're not really supposed to be there. It's kind of a neat symbolist visual thing. And this is when the writers all being from, like, sorry, a couple of the writers being from Harvard kicks in. Yeah. You get these kind of jokes. Yeah, the math jokes. So there's like a sliver of the watching population go, oh man, I got that before they explained it. Yeah. Oh, also, Mil that was black hair. Yeah, Milos' hair has gone from dark blue in this episode to black, while Lewis has gone from a blue gray to a straight dark gray. In the transition, even in the scenes between Bart going from the playground to the house, it looked like a dream sequence, and it's such a fuzzy. It's very fuzzy. Orange color. I must have been so upset when they got these back. I wonder if they did it like the the white is behind the characters' heads a lot because they didn't want uh, like a yellow or orange color to blend in with their skin tone to make it look like for sure they were yellow. You know what mm. I mean? Probably, yeah, that'd be smart. This is a nice heart, heartfelt moment here with Homer and Bart having a genuine oh, yeah. game of catch in the dusk. Some real heat. 
And Homer's, he's fat, but he's still like able-bodied fat and that he can still move. Yeah. Not as we see in later years. <laughs> I'm still trying to get you a lab partner, Bart. If we don't get any volunteers soon, I'll assign somebody. Hey, what's that? It looks dangerous. Well, it's really pretty top secret, man. All right, keep going. This would probably have been me had I gone to a school like this where there's a bunch of stuff being mixed into test tubes like Bart's doing and he just explodes a whole thing of yellowish goo on everybody. Oh, the hamsters. Did you see that? I didn't notice that before. The hamsters well, the run hamsters away. away. Yeah. Well, the hamsters run away. Oh, there you go. Einstein and Bart in the background as picture frames. Yeah, and Bart is he's very green. green. Is the class moving too slowly for you? Lord, no. Well, then what can we do to make you happy? I want to go back to my old class. Stupid bird, don't you remember the board? It's not the first time, uh, well, it's the first time, but it's not the last that a Simpson turns green. It's not the first time or last that they'll be taken out of their classroom for specific reasons and moved this to is a true. different class. What's, what's your favorite non-regular, so non-Miss Hoover, non-Miss Krabappel class that they end up going into? Uh, you know what? It's a fairly newer episode, but it's the Trails of Horror episode where Bart goes to hell, like hell school. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd probably be mine. I'd say the either the slow kids when they go to, um, um, oh my goodness, I can't think right now. When they go to, where does Scorpio work? Uh, uh, we know, we all know. Oh all my know goodness, I'm having, I'm having one of those moments where I just can't think of the name. Um, yeah, but when Bart's put in the special program there and with the, the best character, when the, the kid from Canada, we just yes. put him in there because he's from Canada. And then uh, when when Bart gets expelled and he's he's in the religious class and uh, he makes the the beans beans and they chase him out of out of the class for being like a heretic, right? Or heathen, whatever. I don't know what the religious word is for that. Or when all the substitutes have to take over, you get the paddling. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't thought about. Yeah, you know what? It's the it's different teachers. Up. That's yeah. true. I created a legendary. Oh, I still use still quote that today. I'll I'll never stop quoting that. This episode gets so slow. It's like Bart takes so long. There's yeah. long exchange of him writing his confession that he cheated. And... This is building the foundation of characters, though. So it is. The it episodes is. that we were just talking about, we enjoy those because, you know, they're laying the foundation of the characters. I actually like this when Homer's giving Bart a bath in the backyard and he's trying to wash the green off him. Yeah, with paint thinner, I can only imagine. Yeah, and he, he's gradually going less and less green. Like, it's actually a good progression. I like we get Homer's rage here, too, and Bart admits, even though he's given a loving speech about how you know they've grown closer and whatnot, that Homer still freaks out at him. Good, not a bad misdirection. You think it's going to be a sweet moment, and... Lisa has absolute. Oh, she had almost no reaction. Bart is also somehow green again. Yes. Even though he was yellow just a second ago. I wonder if that's the first time you see exposed. Oh yeah, his butt. Bum too, because Bart is naked on his bed. It's funny too if the crusty storyline still was in play because the crusty on uh, Bart's um, 
nightstand looks nothing like homer and then the episode just ends bart's uh, locked in his room and that's yeah that's how, that's how it is for the next three weeks it's just episodes of bart reading comic books while homer bangs on the door that's it that's the episode it's that's, uh, that's it yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's uh like you said it's a character foundation yeah kind of laying of an episode and uh bart's a troublemaker who doesn't do well in school and um yeah that's laid out in this episode you know yeah. it needs to be done homer has a nice parenting moment and a nice freak out moment um yeah. but other than that i think you're kind of right there's nothing really memorable i can't pull a quote this out of this really like if you were even to say yeah because we've been doing our best best quote best gag type of thing at the end of each episode um what, what's what's yours in this one because anything even come to mind at all the best gag of two little hamsters running away when Bart that's, blows up. The that's, you know, that's my favorite part. That was cool. Cause I've never noticed that before. And same with the Karpov lunchbox. I'd never really noticed that before. Um, either I'd have to say, I don't have any quote. There's nothing that really maybe damned if you do, but my, my favorite thing. From this episode, dudes, right? Yeah, it wasn't, it's not bad, but my favorite thing has got to be Homer and, uh, uh, Bart, when Skinner's going on about how Bart forges Homer's writing, but it turns out they have the same messy writing, and Homer has the same That's writing. Actually, as yeah, you're right. That is a good gag. Good, yeah. good visual gag. Other than that, um, couch nothing. gag was good. Yeah, actually, the couch gag was kind of neat because it's actually uh, when Bart flies up in the air and then lands in front of the credits as Matt Groening and their names and stuff, Sam Simon and whatnot, are still in the TV. That Bart falls in front of it, and I can't really recall any off the top of my head where the TV becomes obstructed by a character involved in uh, the couch gag. Yeah. Um, so you got one with a 6.5, a pretty generous rating before this episode. How does nostalgia hold up? Are you still going with a 6.5? Higher 6. or lower? 6.5? I thought I did, did 6. 6. No, you went, you went 6.5. Oh, gosh. Like, yes, that's much it. too high. Much too yeah. high. Um, I'm going to give it a 5.8. 5.8. So once again, we have this slight Shane decimal drop it was 0.3 last episode but this time oh, oh, oh you're pulling out the big guns dropping uh, it by 0.7 i know and quick math there you genius i know right see there's that numbers penchant coming in uh once again i went with a 2.5 off the top um i'll be slightly uh generous go i'm gonna go up slightly to a 2.9 it's still All pretty right. bad but like you said there's some stuff in here that um kind of lays some seeds you know it's yeah episode two in uh it's it's a decent effort i guess it's not very funny um it's not one that like you said that would really find its way into a rewatch cycle no i don't think i've ever rewatched this yeah. and you can really tell that we weren't engaged in this episode because we spent a lot of time talking about like teachers we didn't like and yeah all sorts of other things right so yeah that's gonna get it's gonna get a thumbs down uh, from me on this one. Yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't watch this again. <laughs> no, this one I can. I can skip this one, and I will continue as uh, as time goes on. So that is it for episode number two on Simpsons episode uh, by episode. And Shane, what do we got coming up next for episode number three? Uh, episode number three. Let's see, give me a quick look here. <laughs> I don't actually remember. I've, I've sewered Shane off the map for some reason off the top of my head. I thought he had it in his mind of what next episode is. Uh, it's not one of my favorites. I will, I'll tell you that because it, it's very somber episode 
Um, I won't say too much more about it. Uh, actually, you know what? I will say too more about it because we've already said that we don't care for spoilers. Because if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the episodes, oh yeah, you're for sure, crazy, yeah, you're crazy. You're a crazy person. Yeah, crazy. yeah. Homer's Odyssey. Um, it's a very drab, very sad episode. It solidifies Homer's future at the power plant going forward. But other than that, yeah, you um, gotta lay those bricks for. Well, he yeah. has many, many, many jobs throughout, but that is his main gig. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And how he kind of sticks to the main gig, or even how he got it. It actually explains why he is in his position. Um, and it makes sense at the time. It doesn't make sense in the future. We'll get into that when we talk about episode three. See, that's how boring episode two was. We're already going into episode three even more uh, than we did for anything really about episode two. So I think it's uh, Sayonara yeah, for sayonara. episode two. And uh, we'll leave you with Shane's pick of extra music. And I'm curious to see what he's going to pick. So we'll catch you later for episode three.